This is EdTech Weekly. I am your host, Ricky Zager, and this is episode 113. Tonight, higher ed technology might be taking steps backwards. Alabama leaders in EdTech, the utopia may be over for EdTech. Well, this sounds ominous. And which EdTech conferences you should go to next year. Well, Christy is off again. This is her third week in a row, and I'm really looking forward to her return. I think we can all agree that two is way better than one. Um, So we're just going to do the news this week. No breakdown session. And I know some of you are going to be very upset that you're not hearing that cool new drop or terrible new drop, I suppose I should say. But yeah, we'll save that for next week and maybe when Christy comes back and we'll get a reaction. But for this week, let's get started, as we are known to do, with the EdTech News Rundown. All right, the first story tonight is an opinion piece from the Ithacan.org. And the author believes that higher ed tech debate is asking the wrong questions. They reference the fact that Ithaca College is thinking about making technology an opt-in scenario instead of an opt-out as it is now. Basically meaning that currently a professor would have to say technology isn't allowed But this would change it so it normally isn't allowed, and a professor would then have to say, yes, you can use technology in the classroom, so normally it wouldn't be permitted. So they reference that students are distracted by their technology, and say as many as 25% of students reported being distracted by courses that were their least favorite. My only question to that would be, what percent of students weren't paying attention in classes they didn't like before technology came about? I bet those numbers are pretty similar. This sadly is a problem in ed tech. People blame technology instead of finding ways to leverage it. The bottom line for me is that there's always going to be something that distracts students. We need to be making more engaging, active content for students, whether there is tech allowed or not allowed. But banning it's not going to solve the problem. That much I can guarantee you. All right, I'll get off my little soapbox for this next story, maybe. EdTech Magazine gives us a model for professional development courtesy of... Alabama leaders in ed tech. They go by the acronym ALET or ALET, and while they are best known for the three conferences they put on each year, they started as a small group and have built some best practices. They have a virtual community and offer peer to peer support. They have a list server that members use to engage in conversations surrounding ed tech and professional development. And finally, they have a certificate program for formal training. They really have developed an ecosystem from the ground up. And if that's something you'd like to do or interested in, then I would suggest you doing some research on them because they're doing some pretty cool things. Our next story is from educationnext.org and claims the EdTech utopia is over. This is a pretty long article, but basically it is a rallying cry against using technology in personalized learning and education. The author, who is the founder of a network of charter schools, asserts that his belief is that the benefits of one-on-one learning are in the student-teacher connection and cannot be achieved with personalized learning ed tech. He references the negative impacts of social media on young people and essentially feels that this is what schools are turning into, technology centers that do and will hurt students. Now this brings me back to that first story and that technology and the lack of technology can both be good or bad for students and the way students are interacted with is far more important than anything else, I think. So that's something that we have to consider more than just is technology is good or bad. It's what is the situation our students are in? How are they being interacted with? And those are the things that are important. And again, that teacher-student interaction is super important, but it doesn't mean technology is bad or it doesn't mean technology shouldn't be used. It just means we have to focus on that as well. 
All right, and our final story is an opinionated guide to EdTech conferences from EdSurge. And they give the EdTech conferences that you should be going to. I'll go ahead and list the ones they're suggesting, and feel free to look further into them when you have the time or check out this story. Again, on edtechweeklyshow.com, you can check out those show notes and find that link, or just use the Googles. They'll help you out, too. They first recommended ASUGSV Summit. I have no clue what the GSV stands for, even after visiting their site. So maybe someone can help me out with that. Um, next, they recommend South by Southwest EDU. And then they have the Software and Information Industry Association's EdTech Industry Conference, known as SIA, for obvious reasons. So if you haven't been to those, maybe check them out this year as you start planning for conferences. And if you want to let us know what conferences you think are awesome on social media, go ahead and feel free to reach out to us. And that's EdTech Weekly Show. There's no W at the end for our social media. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And feel free to follow me at 4TechTeachers, the number 4TechTeachers. And you can follow Christy at Christy M. Warren. And remember, our show is available uh, basically anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So check it out. And we are now on Spotify as well. And if you listen on iTunes, uh, give us a review if you'd like. Um, hopefully this is going to be the last solo show for a while, but we'll see you next time on Ed Tech Weekly.